This is Sheffield Live. We're open for business life. I was absolutely devastated, you know, I, I appealed it. And I asked the question, you know, my business plan is solid. Welcome to episode 368 of Business Live, Sheffield Live's programme for you, a curious entrepreneur driven by purpose, with me, Jamie Veach. Where do you go if you need finance for your business idea to start to grow? And the bank says no. For Sarah Beaumont, who you've just heard at the start of the programme, she had a brilliant business plan. She went to someone she thought could help, but... They gave her a no. And that was the latest in a long line of challenges that Sarah had faced. In fact, she'd been told she would never work again when a chronic condition had left her bedbound and in constant pain. But she was determined to overcome that challenge. She launched her own business and she's got lots of insights about working for herself because a diagnosis of Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome and fibromyalgia, both long-term chronic illnesses, with no cure or and little treatment, left her bedbound, and there were times she would crawl on her, her hands and knees just to get to the bathroom, she says. She also went through an extensive number of other challenges, but she's rebuilt her life one piece at a time, and is using her experiences to help others. She'd always dreamt of l- launching her own business. She had worked at a very senior level internationally before being diagnosed with her illnesses, and she's now made her dream of working for herself come true. She's our guest on today's episode of Business Live, and we'll hear all about Sarah's experiences and why she's putting those to use, supporting others. Also on the programme today, of course, we have a whole host of events and other things for entrepreneurs and social entrepreneurs in the region coming up. We have funding, we have events that it's worth attending and much, much more. But before we get there, let's turn to today's guest. In an interview that I recorded in the middle of June, this is Sarah Beaumont for Business Live episode 368 today, the 1st of July. We're open for Business Live. Sarah, hello. Thanks so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Thank you. Yes, I'm really good, thank you. And thank you for having me on. I'm really interested in finding out more. So tell us, first of all, about your business, Sarah Beaumont Inspires. Who do you help? What do you do? So it really is, it's, it's kind of a two-pronged business. First one is actually a community interest group. So I work with people predominantly with chronic illness, supporting them and helping them work through the process after diagnosis of a chronic illness of acknowledge, accept and rebuild your life. It can be quite devastating once you get um, a diagnosis of an illness that you're going to have for the the rest of your life. So yeah, so firstly, I I set up a, a Facebook group for people in Doncaster who live with chronic pain conditions um, and from that, it has kind of run on now to face-to-face support groups. That's all based on your own personal experience as well. Yeah, so I live with two chronic health conditions. I have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which is a connective tissue disorder, um, and I have fibromyalgia, which is a neurological pain condition. Right, and I'd love to hear more about your story in a moment, but you mentioned a two-pronged approach to your business. So first of all, the community of interest, supporting people with chronic illness. You talked about acknowledgement, acceptance and rebuilding lives. 
dealing with pain and so on. And I'll, I'll ask you to drill further down into the detail in a moment. But what's the other prong of the business, as it were? So that's about weight loss. Um, mm. Because I became ill and bed bound and couldn't cook healthy, fresh meals, um, I ate a lot of rubbish, processed foods and, and gained a lot of weight. Um, and when I became um, able to physically and mentally, I began uh, to lose weight myself and um, I lost 100 pounds. Good grief. That's astounding. And in, uh, let's see, 100 pounds. So that's what? 45 kilograms as well just so we're we're, we're putting all the different um, <laughs> systems out there yeah yeah metric. yeah it'll probably be around that and it's actually uh seven stone two pounds to be okay. exact and and how long was that process sarah it took me about 18 months um yeah. because i'm human and i like my food um and there were weeks and there were even months where i didn't lose any weight for whatever reason um but it's a journey weight loss is a journey and a process um and the good things come to those that wait i guess that's absolutely amazing so we've we've got an understanding now of the two prongs of your business here um you talked about the um the community of interest people who have been diagnosed with a chronic illness you talked about the weight loss side now at the moment what's the balance in the business in terms of your time and um how, how that's working out for, for you in terms of what, what people are coming to you and wanting you to support them with? It, it is actually probably uh, more or less 50-50 at the moment. Um, I've been working quite closely with Public Health Doncaster, yes. their Be Well team, uh, who have been incredibly supportive of what I'm trying to do. Um, they've been amazing and they've agreed to pay for some venues refreshments and guest speakers um, for my face-to-face groups um, until I'm in a position to be able to receive external funding to cover those costs right okay that's amazing so you have a business that is in part am I right personal clients people coming to you and commissioning you directly as it were paying paying you directly and in yeah. part based on organizations such as public health doncaster who will commission you to provide services which are then free at the point of use to the people who need them is that is that yes, exactly that yes right so you've hinted at the the story behind the business you talked about your own journey your own diagnosis but um Tell us a little bit more about what happened to you and when, because I understand that you had been enjoying a career that took you all over the world. You were working at a pretty high level and then things sort of started falling apart when when you became ill. Is that correct? Yeah, so not long after we came back from uh, living in Dubai, I started with with the illness. Um, Before that, um, I was at a very, very career-driven woman um yes. i worked in senior management director level roles for a lot of years um i then began teaching business um, and became senior leadership in a secondary school i've got a master's degree in business and um yeah and then when when i got back from dubai i i started having pains that that i shouldn't have been having and random things happening and that's when i was was diagnosed and from there um it went downhill to the point of me being bed bound that must have been absolutely horrifying and 
frustrating and terrifying and whole combination of things. And, and did you think this was, did you initially think this was sort of something that you would soon recover from and be back to what had been your normal? Or were you thinking, this is it, I, I, I won't actually be able to work again, for example? I actually really, really struggled with it. Um, somebody told me that, I think it was one of the doctors that said to me that I would never work again. Mm. And um, that never sat well with me. And I could not get my head around that. The, the prospect of being 40 years old and never, ever working again was just something I, I just could not, I couldn't accept or, or, or live with. And there became the start of my fight to become where I am today. Tell us about that fight and your recovery and your illness management or management of the condition then. How, what, what, what happened? So I, I, after my husband left, me and my children moved to um, out of the marital home. And, and that happened whilst you were ill? Um, yes, that, that happened at the yeah. peak of my illness when I was at my worst, both physically and mentally. My husband left and I became a single parent to three children, two of them having their own disabilities as well. The thing that happened sort of a couple of weeks before my husband left, I'd become suicidal and um, I decided I couldn't live like this anymore. I'm sorry, I get quite emotional when I think back to this time. Very much appreciate you sharing this, Sarah. It, it, it must have been, it is hard to imagine how horrifying it must have been and, and what you've been through. Yeah, so I, I was waking up in pain, spending all day in bed in pain, going to sleep in pain. Um, I couldn't do anything for my children. I felt like I was a burden um, because predominantly my daughter, who was um, only 14 at that time, um, and with her own struggles as well, um, became the carer. She was putting my two younger sons to bed. She was getting me food. She was cooking and... I just decided, I thought I was a burden, and I decided to end my own life. So Sarah, you're still here. What happened? How did you find support to get through that? I reached out to my mum, and obviously my husband, and um, yeah, my my mum was there for me, as they always are. Yes. Um, Fortunately, two weeks later was when my husband left. When, When you needed that help? Yeah. But it gave me, it completely changed my perspective and probably did actually save my life because then I realised actually my children did need me. They needed me and I was the only one there for them and therefore I had to stay alive. That gave you the um, impetus along with your your mother to to begin the process of recovery. Yes, absolutely. It did take a long time. We're we're talking years. I was going through a divorce and anybody who's been through that will know how brutal that process is yes um and I guess it wasn't really until after that was finished and I began to heal mentally that my physical health began to improve is this the case that you you have a condition that you are now able to manage you you know how to do that now and you've made changes in your own um in your own lifestyle and to your own health which have perhaps Help, help that is that is, is that also right yeah absolutely um the the professionals talk a lot about pacing um so if you have a chronic illness that's a word that uh, you'll be familiar with which isn't always easy um because when you're mm. having a good day you want to get the things done um that need doing 
um, but um, then normally lead to a crash. And it's about finding the balance. And even if you're having a good day, not overdoing things um, and trying yeah. to keep it at a, at a constant kind of level, um, which is hard. And, it, and it's not the same sort of level as an abled body person. No, indeed. And, and if you take out too much from the tank, you'll be very, very depleted, presumably. Exactly, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Your recovery continues. You also mentioned earlier that the idea of never being able to work again was absolute anathema to you. It was, it yeah. was some, you know, you could not accept that. Yeah. What happened then in terms of coming up with the idea to harness some of your experiences and your skills as well you've talked about your ability and experience and learning also in business so so how did that sort of idea come to fruition so I was actually um I was going to a a weight loss consultant for the one-to-one diet um to help me lose my weight and um, one day the, the lady Becky she said what why don't you become a consultant and it just seemed right it seemed the right time it seemed the right job for me um, because I could, being self-employed, I could never, I, I will never be able to go back into employment because I, I would have too many days off sick, basically, because, and you don't know until the morning what sort of pain day you're going to have. Um, but working for myself means I can, and I quite often do, work from my bed. So I have video calls with clients from my bed and um, I, I can do the work that I need to do as and when I'm able to, um, whereas you can't really do that if you're in employment. Yes, indeed. Um, So I came back into the world of work and um, loved it, loved every minute of it. And what what started to happen was my my confidence started to grow um, and my clients were losing weight and um, I was getting more clients and I was building good relationships and, and I just continued to grow and find myself again. And I feel now that I am the Sarah that I was eight, nine years ago before this whole issue started. It was an initial path into the weight loss side of things you're self-employed worked for you in terms of the flexibility the control over um, how you work as well I imagine that the people that you were helping were very much inspired by what they'd seen you go through as well yeah that's the funny bit is that people started telling me I was inspirational and um, the more people said it the more I actually started thinking well am I because at that point I didn't, I thought I was a failure. I thought I, I failed in marriage, I'd failed in, in career, I, you know, I, I'd become nothing. And then when people started saying that, it, it kind of, it, it felt good. And I thought, actually, maybe I have got something to give here. Maybe I have got a story to tell. Absolutely. And And so did that then lead into the development from what had been being a freelance self-employed weight loss consultant into what you're doing now and starting Sarah Beaumont Inspires as as a as a business and as a business with the two prongs that you've you've talked about earlier. How did you go from freelance weight loss consultancy to the whole business that you have? I, I 
actually don't know how it came about, but there was a seed planted somehow in my head somehow in January. Um, and I felt like I wanted to reach more people than I currently could working for a particular company, the one-to-one diet. And yes. that's where other people who who needed help. Um, and having lost a hundred pounds, I felt that there were more people I needed to reach um, and wanted to reach, but in a you know, to work with mindset, motivation, looking at triggers, looking at the whole holistic view of a person rather than um, just a, a diet, because I 100% believe that losing weight is absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with food. It's to do with mindset and motivation, trigger, lifestyle, things that have happened in the past, things are going through. It's the whole package, and I just wanted to get out there and, and help more people. And so you wanted to make the jump from being sort of a cog in a freelance cog, a self-employed cog with with a degree of agency that you've talked about earlier, but a cog yeah. in someone else's sort of machine, delivering yeah. someone else's programs exactly. to, to your own. Was that a scary jump to make or was it kind of right time to do this? A combination of both, really. But yeah, it was incredibly scary. Like you say, I was I was a consultant, but I was really working for somebody else. Um, and they were a well-established business with their own sort of um, PR um work and money and so to come out of that and completely be on my own um it felt right um I wanted to make the jump but yes very very scary because I have nobody behind me propping me up this is all down to me yes indeed you had some skills and experience from your career in the past you um also talked about qualification in business as well so what were the most valuable and what where were the gaps in terms of where you decided I've got this which is brilliant but I actually need help with this what 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 did you decide you needed help with and where did you go to get that help it'd been obviously quite a lot of years since I'd worked in the business industry um and things have changed massively um since I was and one of the biggest ways I things I identified was the use of social media in growing yeah. businesses. Um, and that wasn't even a thing before when I was um, self-employed. And it's, um, I'm, and because again, I haven't worked and, you know, just been at home, my understanding and knowledge of how to use social media, how to physically create videos and, you know, do editing and, and things like that, I, I just had no clue. So I did get some help on my social media training for that. Yeah. Um, I, w- I went or uh, I joined sorry the Doncaster Chamber of Commerce and um, Gary Brocklesby is my business advisor and again he was brilliant and the chamber again I've done so much and I went on a lot of training courses with them yeah. um, which was free of charge due to the launch pad um, oh right yes so that's a SCR launch pad uh, yeah. across the city region and brilliant. So the yeah. chamber membership and, and and then the access to that kind of support. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like you're very positive about it. Yeah. And I, I did need, um, uh, I needed a bit of a, a boost. Uh, I did um, go to a life coach, um, mm-hmm. Sarah from Empowered Coaching, um, helped me kind of 
get rid of the imposter syndrome, I guess, and make me believe in myself um, and the things I'm doing. Because like I say, it was incredibly scary and I needed that somebody to tell me I could do this, even deep down the course. So then it's really the case of uh, securing that first client then. That must have been a real, a real moment of satisfaction and joy and confirmation that your idea was uh, was going to work. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, yes, it's, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I have so many followers, you know, on social media and people saying that this is what they need and what they want. Um, yeah, the, the website is getting so much traffic. Um, and on, on the side of the, the, the chronic illness well-being part, um, that is, is growing and building momentum. I have a programme that I've put together and it's called From Survive to Thrive. Right. Um, and I'm hoping to run workshops for people in, in Doncaster or throughout South Yorkshire. Um, so I need to sort of apply for some funding to help run those workshops, like you mentioned earlier, free of charge to the end users. Um, yes. So, yeah, it's, 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 I'm really happy with how it's all going. Fantastic. That was brilliant. And on the theme of funding, then, what about setting up the business, getting getting going in the first place? How did you how did you approach that? What did what did you need in terms of finances to kick things off? And how did, how did you secure that? Well, at, at first, I thought I could just do it on my own. Um, I thought it's just me. The business is, is basically me. I can do this on my own and put in some money. Um, but then it became quite apparent that, that I did need to apply for some finance. Um, the reason I didn't want to um, is because, obviously, I've lived on benefits for quite a few years, for like seven years. And I thought, I'm not going to be able to get a loan on the high street um, for this. Um so I, I started looking at through the Chamber of Commerce. I got um, a contact for an organisation that specialises in startup loans for businesses. Um, so I, I approached them. I did my business plan, which was very thorough and, and much needed because that's basically the blueprint to the entire business. And I, I work from that. Yes. Um, unfortunately, I was turned down. Um, due to a, a couple of issues on, on my statements. Um, that must have been a pretty kind of frustrating moment. You've, you'd worked very hard on the business plan by the sounds of it to put together a, a sustainable and achievable plan for the business to, to succeed. But your own circumstances, um, a couple of issues had, had led to that organisation not being able to support you I was absolutely devastated you know I, I appealed it and I asked the question you know my business plan is solid and um, I thought being a bank that specializes in business loans they would put more emphasis on the strength of my business plan and yeah. um, they did say I could reapply in um, three months time right well I'm a, I'm a very determined person and I'd set my launch date and I was going to go I was going to launch on the 1st of June come what may um so yeah so I started looking elsewhere and where did you go so I spoke to um Gary again at Doncaster Chamber who was amazing 
Um, I was literally in tears, like, this is like, this is the end. I'm not going to be able to do it. And he just said, you know, hang on. I'm, I'm starting to work with a, another organisation. Just hang on a week or two. Um, and I think, you know, they might be able to help you. They're just getting set up in South Yorkshire. Um, so I did. Um, and then he came back to me sort of a week later and said, right, this is, I want to introduce you to Purple Shoots. who may be able to help you on the finance side. And the long and the short of it is that they did, I understand. And um, how much of a loan did you did you secure from them? Yeah, there was they were brilliant. And Richard, the director in South Yorkshire, was was so good. So I needed a loan for five thousand um, pounds, and that was to kind of cover the cost of my website build, some of the research I needed, and working with nutritionists and. Um, personal trainer type people and some marketing and, and my social media training um and they, they did it so fast and they were so um interested in in my me and my story and I think they they really wanted to help me and they turned it around so fast for me I I can't thank them enough for the way they dealt with me and for having faith in me and um, approving me. That's really, really good to hear, Sarah. That's fantastic. So it sounds very much from what you said earlier and what you said just before we talked about funding and finance, that you're happy being your own boss. Would you recommend this to people? Absolutely. I mean, working for yourself is hard. You know, it's, it's, it's not, there's no guaranteed income, um, but it's incredibly um, rewarding. You can work around your commitments, whether they be children, other caring responsibilities, health, whatever, you can work it around your particular needs. Yes. Um, you decide what you're doing, how you're doing, you make your decisions, um, it's hard work, but it's um, yes, I, I absolutely recommend being self-employed. It's it's I'm thriving with the work I'm doing now. That's fantastic. And what advice specifically to people who've experienced chronic illness and who perhaps very much understand the experience that you've talked about in terms of pacing and yeah. management and so on, but very much also want to be in control um you talked about if you have a bad day and you're employed and not being able to go in but um not being able to travel not being able to go into an office for example and people not yeah. necessarily being able to understand that but if you work for yourself being able to have that flexibility so any further specific advice in, in terms of uh, anyone listening who's experienced illness and and is thinking well actually yeah i i could work for myself yeah, just absolutely go for it. Just speak to, um, I'd go to your local Chamber of Commerce, talk to them about your idea. They'll they'll help you with it. They'll give you advice and guidance. They'll help you write your business plan. They can put you on training courses for areas that you're not so sure about. There's absolutely tons of support out there um, for people looking to become self-employed, particularly at the moment with like the Launchpad system that's... Um, I'm going and, and there for exactly this purpose, really. Um, yes. and yeah, it's it's it works for me in my circumstances. So if you're in the same sort of circumstances as me, I would just say go for it. Fantastic. That's good good to hear. So Sarah, where can folk find you? So my website is um 
It's called Sarah Bowman Inspires Weight Loss and Wellbeing. Um, my website is www.sarahbeaumontinspires.com and I would love to see you on there. Grand. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes of the podcast of this as well. Sarah, thanks so much for being so open about everything you've been through and your experiences that have led up to starting your business, Sarah Beaumont Inspires. It sounds like it's gone straight away is going really really well wish you great success with it and uh, similarly great satisfaction that you talked about earlier as well is there anything else that you want to add no just thank you for having me and allowing you to uh, allowing me to tell my story and and get it out there and inspire others to um, follow in my footsteps well very best with it Sarah and it does very much sound as though you're already um, enabling supporting and inspiring others as well so what a well-named business Sarah Beaumont thank you thank you very much we're open for business life this is Business Live on Sheffield Live FM Radio online and, of course, on your podcast platform of choice. We're on episode 368 of the programme. We're broadcasting this on Friday the 1st of July 2022 as the show first goes out. And we've heard today from Sarah Beaumont, her business, Sarah Beaumont Inspires. And a true inspiration, Sarah. She's gone through a lot. She's faced challenges and she's using her experience to help people. Sarah is also now volunteering for Samaritans to be there for others who struggle with mental health. If you've just tuned in on FM radio, catch the show on your podcast platform of choice to find out how Sarah overcame challenges and what she did when finance providers said no when she needed help in terms of setting up her business. Where did she go? How did she get the support she needed? And how did she get the business up and running? And it is up and running. She's got one-to-one clients and she's got organisations, health organisations, commissioning her for services as well. So let's hope the business goes from strength to strength and we will revisit Sarah's business in a few months' time. So how are you doing? How's your business? How's your social enterprise going? How's the cost of living and the enormous increases in fuel and in energy? How's that affecting your business? What do you want to say about that? What would you like to happen? What would support you better? Get in touch. Send me an email, jamie at sheffieldlive.org. Always keen to hear from you on this topic or on other topics. Put yourself forward to be a guest on the programme. Loads of people end up on the show because they do just that. We're very keen to hear from you. Now, we've got coming up a few events and funding opportunities for businesses and social enterprise. So let's take a look at some of them now. So first up, we've got Innovate UK, and they say that their new series of Fast Start Innovation Grants will give hundreds of UK small and micro businesses the opportunity to grow and to realise their ideas faster. £50,000 grants, or up to £50,000 grants, to boost cash flow and help to propel innovative ideas which have a route to commercialisation. But they need to back innovations in one of the seven technology ideas, technology areas outlined in the government's innovation strategy. So that could be in robotics, in energy and environmental technologies, in electronics, photonics and quantum, in engineering biology, in genomics and bioinformatics, in AI, digital and advanced computing, or in advanced materials and manufacturing. If you have a business with innovating in that area, 
and you um, meet other criteria, then well worth taking a look and putting in an application to Innovate UK. Now, if you want to do that, um, go to the government website.gov.uk and look up Fast Start Innovation. £30 million in total available. This opens for applications on the 11th of July. It closes for applications on Tuesday the 26th of July and you can apply for up to £50,000. I will put the link in the show notes and the link gives you full details plus eligibility and other information that you need as well. So that one was for small and micro businesses. Next, we've got something for social enterprises and for charities looking to build financial resilience and impact by developing enterprise ideas. This is the Enterprise Development Programme from the social investment business, which offers tailored support to environmental organisations and to organisations led by people from black and minoritised communities. It gives support packages which include grants of up to £30,000, direct advice, peer cohort, peer learning cohorts and more. And you're eligible if your organisation is thinking of exploring new models of trading to become more financially resilient and needs support to make that transition. There are quite a few other eligibility criteria as well. Take a look at sibgroup.org.uk. That's the Social Investment Business's website for full details. Again, I'll put that in the show notes. And for social enterprises in the Sheffield City region, there are grants of £1,000 to £1,500 available to start up your social enterprise and for early stage social enterprises, plus grants of up to £5,000 to av- available to social enterprises that have been trading for at least 12 months. These are through the Social Enterprise Exchange Programme. You do need to be registered with the programme. The scheme is going to close on the 18th of July, the grant scheme, which is managed by South Yorkshire Community Foundation, and it's specifically to support startup and existing social enterprises in the city region. So 18th of July is your deadline. Grants of £1,500 for new social enterprises, grants for growth, one to £5,000 for existing social enterprises. Full details on socentexchange.net. So the Social Enterprise Exchange website. Once again, the link to that will be in the show notes of the podcast of this program. Next up, we've got a whole load of events for entrepreneurs and social entrepreneurs that are coming up in the region. First of all, there's plenty of stuff from the Business and IP Centre, South Yorkshire. For example, on the 11th of July, they're running a session, a database taster session on COBRA and how it can help you on your business journey. What's COBRA, you may ask? It's the Complete Business Reference Advisor, a business information database, and it can give you some really useful insights, they say, as an easy-to-use resource with lots of information for people starting up or running a business. It's got hundreds of business guides, how-to fact sheets, and more. And their online event on Monday the 11th of July is free, but you do need to register, so go to eventbrite.co.uk and look up Business and IP Centre South Yorkshire for details of that. They've got loads of other things coming up as well. Another organisation with plenty of events coming up, free business workshops from Business Sheffield. And again, go to the Welcome to Sheffield website for full details of everything that they've got coming up at, at any one time. Usually 
there's plenty of stuff. Now, if you're running an event and you uh, want to tell business people in Sheffield, in the Sheffield City region, people who listen to this podcast, about 70% of our listeners are in Sheffield and the City region, 30% are all over the world because we have the podcast platform as well. If you're running an event and you want to tell people about it, then drop me an email. Send it to jamie at sheffieldlife.org and we'll try and tell people about it if it looks helpful and relevant and so on. And that is it for today's programme. So thanks ever so much for listening. Thank you, Sarah Beaumont, for taking the time to give us a really fascinating and insightful interview. An interview covering some difficult ground as well, some challenges that Sarah faced and how she faced them. On the show notes page for the website, we've put a a list of organisations that can support you. If um, Sarah's experiences, her experiences that have affected you or people you know. So we've put some there as well. Thank you for listening to the programme today. And thanks, of course, to Sheffield Live for putting us out on air. We'll be back next week. Sheffield Live. Made in Sheffield. Made by you. We're open for Business Live.